What happens when you take five Iron Man veterans, put them into a room with a microphone and a person who just signed up to do Whistler next year, then lock the door? You get... Run to the hills! Run for your life! Yeah, Apologies to Bruce Dickinson. Jen, you kind of new to this sport, but what was an embarrassing moment in the sport for you? Well, I guess this half Ironman, I got out of the water. I had, you know, I did every, um, I. You get Fitspeak 46. Yes, welcome to another edition of Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines here with Zach Newfeld. Kevin Watt, Leanne Parker, Elise Reed, and Jen Burns. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the triathlon season over, it's time to look ahead to next year. To swim better, bike stronger, and run faster. All that and have a great time along the way. TriJoy's process-based approach to coaching and racing keeps the joy in your sessions so you can train effectively. Let's have a chat, look at those results, set some goals, and work to achieve them. See the TriJoy link on the Fitspeak homepage. We're also brought to you by Wenting Cycling Mission. Here is your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is Altegra. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week, Altegra. Mention that word to the staff the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, your Wenting's Word of the Week, Altegra. On our program this time, as you heard, Jen Burns in 2019 is about to do her first Ironman triathlon. So we here at Fitspeak enlisted the help of five Iron Vets to help her out. Hear the best training advice and Iron Man war stories ever. As well, a lot of our panel were out on a soggy Cultus Lake Triathlon course on Sunday. We'll have your top finishers from each of the four events. I'm back with this week's upcoming event schedule. But first off, social media shoutouts. Hi, I'm Kevin Watt with your Instagram shoutouts, our way of acknowledging and thanking the folks who are out there in the community and doing great things. First off, a big shoutout goes to Joe Dixon from Dynamic Race Events, who's running strong after four years of hosting triathlon events. Secondly, we'd like to acknowledge Chad Bentley from North Vancouver. He just completed five epic Ironmans in Hawaii. Finally, Fitspeak would like to shout out to Erica Thompson from Abbotsford. She finished the Skaha Lake Ultra Swim and placed third overall female. <laughs> nice job. Uh, <laughs> and that's it for this time. And remember to like us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you know someone who's doing something great out there in the fitness, wellness, and endurance sports community, please leave us a comment on our main page or shoot us a DM in our Instagram. That's it for now. Last weekend, another edition of the Dynamic Race Events Triathlons at Cultus Lake were held. They had three distances of triathlons, a sprint, a standard, and a half iron. They also had an aqua bike, which featured a 2K swim and a 90-kilometer bike. Here are some of the big performances on that rainy day. First off, the overall winner of the half Ironman distance, a dude who's been crushing it all season long, both here in Canada and in the States. Penticton's Martin Curran was the first to cross in just over 4 hours and 20 minutes. 
Ten minutes back, there was a tight race for second, and it was Kelowna's Dustin Quigley narrowly edging out Kevin Picard. Female honors went to another Kelowna resident, Vanessa Tilson, followed by Chilliwack's Angela Froze, and then Christine Barr. The Olympic or standard distance champ was ex-Chilliwacker, now Brentwood Bay resident Robert Johnson. He finished in just over two hours. Two minutes back was North Vancouver's Dylan Gleason, and rounding out the Olympic podium for the men, current Chilliwack resident Anthony Toth. The gold in the female race was captured by the pride of Peace River, Alberta, Yushi Kobayashi. She went two hours and 24 minutes. Silver was Vancouver's Fiona Hansen. Fiona competing in the 45 to 49 year group. And Terry, Car uh, Terry Kelly, rather, from Alberta, also in the 45 to 49 age group, got third overall for the women. In the sprint distance, the usual suspect out of Vancouver, Stan Lorenzo. He's been unstoppable this year. He won by a healthy margin. And then second and third in the sprint were decided only by 25 seconds. It was Surrey's David Gedge edging out Aaron Brown. In the female sprint race, the young Yamila Salinas took gold in one hour and 19 minutes. She really crushed the rest of the female field. Five minutes back was silver, Diana Wilson, and hot on her heels, only 10 seconds back for third, Katrina Wind. Finally, there was the Aquabike with the podium featuring Jesse Couture for gold, Allison Kempel second overall, and 62-year-old Graham Major getting bronze. Despite that nasty weather, there was lots of gritty performances and podium appearances by the folks from the local groups, both Chilliwack's Fit Club and the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. Last time on Fitspeak, we introduced you to Abbotsford's Jen Burns. She completed the Whistler Half Ironman back in July. She liked it so much, she signed up for the full Ironman race in 2019. Of course, we here at Fitspeak know a little bit about Ironman. And in this part of our interview with Jen, we open things up to a little question and answer session. And welcome back to Fitspeak. We're here with Jen Burns as we turn the tables with our Athletes Roundtable. As you know, we've got one-time Ironman athlete Zach Newfeld over here. Next to Zach, we have also 2005 Ironman finisher, Dr. Her, Elise Ree. <laughs> Next to Elise, we have two-time Ironman finisher, sub-11-hour guy, Terror on the bike and sub 130 half marathon guy Kevin Watt, also the co host of Fitzpeak. <laughs> Who got a purse in his sack after he finished as a finisher's award? We have five time at least Ironman finisher Leanne. Yep. And uh, yours truly behind the microphone, who's uh, recovering rather well from something called the iron soul so what okay, we're going to do have you done kevin uh, yeah. I believe something like 10, 10 something like only. that okay so going just on 11 for clarification i think it was nine ironmans and one ultra 520 oh that's Is that right. correct yes um, that doesn't even that's not even part of right. that count okay well and <laughs> at any rate there's a lot of street cred sitting here at the table okay. for <laughs> you to yes Okay. So if you added it up in terms of iron persons, it would be 10 plus the ultra counts for two. So you'd, you'd be at about a 12 right about now. About a 12. Okay. Okay. Our amps go to 12. Excellent. Jen, here is your first question. So okay. I will select the person you ask it to at oh, random, really? oh. and we'll start with Leanne. Oh, so what? The, 
Okay. Leanne gets the first question. Leanne, who is your triathlon hero? My tri. Boy, seriously, my triathlon hero, Dan Smith. <laughs> I could answer that. <laughs> of course, you would. Having a great um, year. Oh my, he is having a great year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe one of these years, hey? Maybe, Kevin? maybe. Yeah. I've got so many pictures um, standing next to Dan. It's it's Jiminy. tragic. Uh, I'd have to say Lionel Saunders for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I like him too. Yeah. <laughs> Why though? Um, he's just so funny and humble and just, he he gives great YouTube videos yeah. for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, just nutrition oh, right. was one of his okay. main things that he gave out uh, a week ago in Mount Treblanc that he failed to um, not eat very well in that race. But um, Yeah, we're all kind of learning vicariously yes. through this guy who's amazingly talented, yeah. tremendously driven, but incredibly naive and unschooled in ways because he makes the most rookie mistakes, but yet, you know, last year, second in Kona, so yeah. he's got something Whoa. going on. So I'm looking, for mm-hmm. Kona. I'm looking forward to watching Kona and see what he's going to yeah. Give for sure. Yeah. Okay, Jen, question number two, and let's go with Kevin Watt for this one. Mm-hmm. Kevin, what is stronger, your mind or your body, and explain why? Hmm. Good question. Um, it's got to be the mind. I think it's got to be the mind. Um, I don't know why, but um, takes a lot of <clears throat> takes a lot of uh, willpower to. Uh, dig deep when it really starts to hurt you have to get around different things that start to sabotage your brain when you're going deep and when it hurts and uh, sometimes you hurt like physically um, muscles or cramps or actually even an injury and, <laughs> or you know even perhaps stomach issues anyways uh, probably my mind Okay, Kevin, because you did such a splendid answer to that, you get to pick the next question to whomever you choose. Okay, here we go. All right, my question is, what is your least favorite workout? And who are you going to ask that to? Mr. Hines. It's like the broccoli of workouts. I know they're supposed to be good for me because I read about it on Slow Twitch. And uh, some triathlon coaches, cycling coaches recommend this. They're the dreaded one-legged drills. So you have to sit on your bike, unclip with one leg, and cycle for, some people do it for 30 seconds, some people do it for a minute, and just use that one leg. And even though your heart rate isn't super high, and even though you're not putting in a great deal of effort, um, it's such a weird motion because you're pulling up on the pedals and you don't really get a chance to use inertia like you would in a full pedal stroke with both feet. Those one-legged drills are supposedly good for you, but just uh, just not a lot of fun. So I guess that would be my broccoli workout or my least favorite workout. Let's go back to Jen and what Jen. I want to add to your story here because uh, see now you're gonna now you're gonna feel sad that you invited me because we used to go cycling in Fort Langley. Kevin, um, a really good cyclist named Andy and I, and what would happen is Kevin would start doing these one-legged drills, and I'd say to Andy, we cannot let him stay in front of us doing that shit. So we would just go really, really hard, and we would just smoke him, and there's Kevin with his one-legged drill. It was really funny. (laughs) There's a 
There's always a price to be paid for ignorance and arrogance. Especially <laughs> arrogance, <laughs> Mr. Hines. Mr. Hines, that's what... <laughs> Jen is up with the next question. Let's go to Elise for this one. I think that's taped together for a reason. How many hours did you do per <laughs> week, usually, to, to do your first Ironman? <laughs> I think I did about 10 to 12 hours a week. And uh, I was doing a whole lot of sleep deprivation. So I worked full time. I uh, would come home and I'd work out. I'd get up early in the morning and I'd work out. I'd try to sneak a, a workout at lunch. So it was a pretty busy year. And then to make it worse, the uh, Mission Rec Center was closed that year for the whole year for renovation. So I had to drive to Abbotsford. I uh, get there early, get my swim workout done before working in Abbotsford in the morning. So it was a pretty amazing year for me. You're on a roll, Jen. Next question. This time, I guess, the victim will be Zach Newfeld. Between the ears, we're expecting a extraordinary cerebral answer here, Zach. No pressure, though. What did you say when you crossed the finish line at your last Ironman? What did I say? What was the what question did, again? What did you say when you crossed the finish line? At of my last Ironman. Well, my last Ironman was my only Ironman ever, <laughs> just to clarify. And, um, and don't say, oh, I beat Leanne. Yes! <laughs> Which I did. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did he? By how much? Yeah. Uh, not by very much, though. I don't, or you 10. I don't know. So what, um, did you say? Um, what did you say? I did not say I beat Leanne. I was <laughs> too stuck in, I was kind of like, t I had total tunnel vision by that time. Going down the chute um, to the finish line. And I don't think I said anything, actually. I think I was pretty silent at that moment. Um, I had, like, stomach cramps and stuff up until then. So I was just happy to be done, honestly. I think I was a little bit arrogant myself. And I raised my hands and I just kind of waved at the crowd to just cheer me on, basically. I yeah, thought, I'm the hero. I'm the best. <laughs> yes. And for those seconds you're in the finishing shoot, you are. And I was. Are. And, uh, you. and I got to you hear that famous phrase, you are an Iron Man. So so that was that was phenomenal. I pick Leanne. Oh. Um, it's what is in your biking toolkit? <laughs> uh, well, it's a cartridge. Um, to blow up my tires and a the little pumper thing that goes attached to the cartridge and a tube long enough, the stem long enough to fit in fancy wheels. Fancy wheels. Fancy wheels. <laughs> and, um... Tire levers? Tire levers. I just checked that today. Oh, levers. It's, it's in there. Let's hope I don't have to use it. Let's go back to Jen. Uh, just just to let you know, Fitspeak listeners, coming up this weekend at Cultus Lake, it's going to be the Fitspeak Smackdown featuring Jen, Zach, Leanne, and yours truly. Um, I think we're all doing the Olympic distance, the standard distance. Is that right? Yeah. Um, race report to follow. Let's go back to Jen for the next question of the roundtable. Okay. Uh, Kevin, what is your proudest moment as an athlete? Oh, this one is kind of easy. It goes back to a race that Leanne and I did about, about 10 years ago, considering we're some old timers here. <laughs> there was this race that hasn't been held for a long, long time. In fact, the last time I read this, did this race, Kevin Watt 
beat me by eight seconds. We did the Olympic distance race. It was the race called the Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain. Oh, man. And that, that, was an awesome that race. could have been the last race Kevin Watt did as a triathlete. But the story I'm going back to as far as the proudest moment goes was at the Iron Mountain race, and it was some bloody rainy day like it often is. Leanne was there. Craig Premack was there, the usual suspects. But here's the cool thing. I, I finally achieved, well, I mean, triathlon awesomeness. I came second overall in the race, but what I was most proud of, I had quite an atrocious swim, which is pretty much par for the course, but yet I was able to do so-so on the bike, and then for some reason, I don't know if it was the rain or the, I had enough salt tablets, but I didn't cramp on the run, and because of that, I was able to actually run to my potential, and I came second overall in the race, so uh, considering it was a half Ironman distance race, and there was some pretty good competition there, and the conditions were just terrible, which actually played to my strength, that was probably, um, I would say, my proudest moment as a triathlete. I would say better than finishing an Ironman because, I don't know, I mean, you can finish, but this was actually, at least to me, kind of a, a major achievement. I'll ask my crony, Kevin Watt, <laughs> question is this, triathlon or other related, what is one special secret about you? Doesn't have to be triathlon related. What is one special secret about you that our FitSpeak listeners might be interested in hearing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this, like I love questions like this because this is just, you know, I can just make anything up. This is excellent. I can make all the funny faces because none of you guys listening to this can see what it might be. Um, a willingness to sink my teeth into anything that I get involved in uh, or with, um, whether it's... Uh, Racing or playing sports, soccer, anything with a challenge, uh, volunteering, um, anyone who's listening, um, who's a cyclist or, uh, you know, an athlete, um, you know, uh, none of these events happen without volunteers. So if you do um, need to kind of expand your horizons, I encourage you to get involved, ask the event organizer to um, let or just help out and volunteer because um, like I say <clears throat> none of these people sitting at this table would have any of these successes or stories to share if it wasn't for volunteers and um, you know I think that's just one of those things that I bring to the table and that's Kevin Watt, currently running for City Council for Maple Ridge. Thank you very much, Kevin. City Council. We're now going to ask him about the homeless problem. No, uh, the next question will be asked to anybody who she darn well wants. Leanne, here is the question. All right. This is going to go to Jan. About how much money have you spent on your triathlon habit? So Jen is new to the sport. We, we're, we're pushing six this figures. Perfect. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm fairly new, and I'm still trying to convince my husband that I need a tri-bike because <laughs> I've bought two bikes since I started triathlon. One was just, you know, a bike to get started. Then I got a road bike, and now I'm thinking tri-bike. Tri <laughs> um of course, I have to have the cute outfits and yes, um, or her evolution <laughs> all the way. Yes, <laughs> and you have to match the bike. Don't forget. Yeah, yes. and then the shoes and yes. um, the shoes, the runners. So yeah, I probably a lot too much maybe because yeah, I don't. I, That's not a I haven't really. Yeah, 
I haven't really added it up because if I do, then my husband might say, wow. He's hear this. <laughs> but you're really good at finding deals. Right? I am good. You're a great shopper, aren't yeah, you? I am a very yeah. good shopper. That's right. <laughs> and you're always looking for the best deal. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I look out for him too because, well, you know, if I get something, he gets something too. Well, so. we know that your husband's going to be listening to this. So, yeah. I think that's why she's got him in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his first on Sunday. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. We're wishing you much success. Yes. Yeah. Choose Elise. your victim wisely. Elise, what's, oh, the, oh. what's the best piece of advice that you've received for doing an Ironman? I think it's uh, setting reasonable goals. Because I've heard in the spin classes, oh, I want to do a five-hour bike, so I'm just going to calculate how fast I have to do it, and I'm just going to do it. And that's just not how it works. That's not how your body works. And so listen to your body, look at your heart rate, and just set some realistic goals. And it's funny because my first and only iron person, I had set a certain time goal and I came within three minutes of it. So for such a huge distance, coming within three minutes yeah, was, a, was quite an accomplishment. Yeah. So yeah, yeah listen to your body and, and set realistic goals. Yes. And this question was made for Kevin Watt. Who are better athletes, triathletes or cyclists? And why? That's a really good question. It's um, not a multiple choice. No, I I know, and I really want to say both. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a tough one. Uh, physically, I think cycling is a much more difficult. Uh, you know, as you know, looking at pro Ooh. cyclists and stuff, I would say that it's it's much more physically demanding because you know. They have to keep going on even after they get injured and stuff like that. It's definitely a grittier sport in terms of uh, mentality and uh, in respect to who you're riding with and and um, the game face. Triathlon, you know, long distance course, you know, you got to manage your time. Life revolves around triathlon. the The award for training is the event. And in between everything else that life will throw at you, you'll have to balance that out. You know, it's a tough one. I'm, I honestly, I can't tell you. I think you were kind of smiling more yeah, than when he said uh, cyclist. But uh, <laughs> have, having done both, I would say, at least in my experience, and I think there is a difference. When I go to a cycling race, I would say that almost every person there is a competitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, triathletes for the most part they smile a lot more mm-hmm. uh, they're happier people whereas the, the cyclists the roadies they just want to rip your legs off they might they're smile serious. after that mm-hmm. yeah these are these are hard ass people um, throw mm-hmm. a cyclist into the water and they're going to swim and die and a triathlete's going to wave as they sink into the bottom and say goodbye but uh, you know there's a lot of things that could be said about athleticism but we're going to say this one and let's go to Zach Newfeld. Zach, between the ears, Mr. Cerebral, what was your most embarrassing moment in triathlon? Probably would be my first triathlon I've ever done before in my life ever. And that was uh, the UBC Sprint Triathlon. I don't know what year that was, maybe five years ago or something like that. Um, it was a cloudy day. And it was my first race. And I guess, again, tunnel vision for some reason, right? I, I was super excited uh, to be out there racing. And um, I was totally new to the routine, I guess, or like just how a race works. And I had, there were two 
openings to transition where the bikes were, and I just went out the wrong side. So <laughs> and kept going. And kept going. Thing. I didn't yeah. stop. <laughs> so I was just, you know, full, full send, basically just heading <laughs> heading out. Uh, it was early on in the race too. I think I was, I'm pretty fast. I guess I can say, and 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 so I was kind of ahead of, oh, some some people, I guess, and in the. The volunteers weren't out there yet. Time zone. Exactly. So <laughs> I was I was in my head in Wonderland, and uh, after about ten or fifteen minutes, I realized, hey, this is this is a rural area, and mm. there's nothing nothing resembling a race here. So I'll turn. <laughs> so around. what was what was your yeah. turnaround? Was it? Uh, um, I went. That's, that's so a good funny. question, actually, because <laughs> I was heading good. it was around UBC, right? And yeah. there, it, it kind of like surrounded by forest and stuff, and then I. I just kind of veered off to the side, onto the sidewalk, asked a volunteer where I, what's going on. And he didn't know what was going on either. So Are I you just, sure he was a volunteer? I think so. And I continued. It's <laughs> <laughs> my first race. I didn't know what volunteers awesome. looked like yet. So I could tell you at UBC what they looked like. So there was. Yeah, they're they're wearing raincoats most looked, of the time. He's a university student-looking kind of guy. So. So um, funny. continued kind of like down this little pathway until I, I, I ended up in this residential area. And <laughs> that's when I turned around, made my way back, kept my head down. My girlfriend at the time, uh, smiled at me and I, I biked out the right side of transition. So that's, <laughs> that's my most embarrassing story. Like uh, with, with with personal disclosure, <laughs> like good. yeah, you. I think you deserve to ask the next That's question good. to whoever, whomever you would like at this table, including Jen. This question is for Jen. Okay, so the question is, what is your triathlon weakness? I know it's a bit early in your triathlon career, but have you have you found one yet? Um. Well, I like to think that my cycling is getting stronger. So before it used to be that, but now I feel I'm I'm not as fast as Leanne, but I'm You're I'm, I'm getting better. Um, I feel more comfortable on the bike, but the swim I is my weakest. I would say because as much as I feel comfortable in the water, I feel really calm, but I also feel like I can start daydreaming in the swim I just swim just to swim like I've swam all to the lake I've done I've done the 4,000 meters swim pretty much because I've swam all to lake all from one end to the other I can do it it feels comfortable but I'm just not fast talking about swimming slowly one person we're not going to ask is Zach so he's ruled out now Kevin Watt and Leanne and myself all share pretty middle of the road swim times so I'm going to ask Leanne and Kevin well he's for a guy I mean so tell us what was your very you've done two Ironman what was your faster of the two Ironman swims Uh, how many hours how many minutes or did you go under an hour I was in and around an hour, but I can't remember that. Um, I knew that swimming was my weakest of of the sports. <clears throat> it could have been better. And, you know, uh, I'll give you some advice on swimming, though. If, if you want to get away from the slower cyclists, you're going to have to pick it up in your training on your swim. By that, it'll um, allow you to get out of the water much faster and ahead of the slower cyclists and uh, if you're away from the slower cyclists you'll have no problem um, crushing your cycling time right 
So let's go to Leanne. So Leanne and I have kind of followed similar swimming paths over the past 15 years. Yes, we've been that long in the sport and we've progressed from, what was your first Ironman swim time, Leanne, if you can remember? I cannot remember. I know my fastest swim time in Ironman. Okay, so so let's a talk about a 116. Nice. So what took you from a slower swim time to your fastest swim time of 116. What did you do different? Was it experience? Was it nutrition? Was it specific Dan Smith workouts? What's What was the secret? Dan Smith was not my coach at the time. I was coaching myself. And um, so he doesn't get the credit on this. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Um, but uh, I was swimming in the Stave River. So I was swimming in the river. And I was also swimming with this dude right here, mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Watt here. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were doing Wannick and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the river got me fast. Mm-hmm. I was also swimming in Harrison River as well. So I was swimming in rivers. But <laughs> and, when you were swimming in the river, you were going upstream. Yes. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And, and we were anchored by boat and I would just right. swim endlessly. Yeah. Yeah. So you... There's a there's a term for that, but um, you know it's more it's more than just resistance swimming. It's mm-hmm. uh, there's another term for it, but that's kind I, of... I think the uh, experts call that spawning intervals going upstream. <laughs> kind of feel like that, a little right? Bit. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where I got that. Okay, Jen, let's go with another question. Whoever you would like to direct this one to, you're you're learning so much tonight, Jen. Are you? Thank you. <laughs> what is, oh, this is um, for Leanne. What is a 5511 good for? 5511. What is it? I was going to say, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I, so. I would say it's a, a beer, but. Um. <laughs> well, it's also a beer, too. That's a 1663, isn't it? It's actually a great. 5511. It's a really great year for wine. Well, so the question on, is, is what bigger. is a 5511 good for, Leanne? Three, two, one. Can I give her a hint? Zach, three, two, one. What is a fifty-five eleven good for? I'm going to draw a blank. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Chain, oh. chain, chain oh. ring and chain sprockets. So what what ratio would that be good for? The big chain ring and the small uh, gear ring. Oh. So when would you use that? Wow. Uh, going up a hill. Depends on the size of your legs. K- KW. Uh, I would uh, strongly recommend using that for a time trial out in where is it hogan park for phoenix fellow okay. thursday night time trials galen keller <laughs> you've actually misread right. the question because the question should read who is a 5511 good for and the right answer congratulations is galen the, keller. the answer is galen keller yes indeed Sorry. It, now we now we've got everybody in Phoenix <laughs> Velo listening to the podcast again, which is good. Thank goodness. It's about time. Let's go back to, I'll ask this question. Who was the first person you told that you signed up for an Ironman? We're going to go around the table. So you hit the button, Jen, who is the first person you told? Because you've already signed up. Well, my husband. <laughs> Zach, who is the first person you told? Um... I think it was my mom. I was living at home at the time. I was there with you. <laughs> I signed you off. Who is this? Uh, we're no, talking no, to no, Elise. we got to tell the story. So back in 2004, when I signed up for the Iron Person. 2000. I signed up in we signed 2004. Up 
Okay, but when I signed up in 2004, okay. there was this big myth that you had to sleep on the sidewalk in order to uh, <laughs> sign up for the iron person. You did. Well, I went out for breakfast. I breezed in there at 11, and I signed up, and I said, what's the big deal here? So other people had been sleeping on the sidewalk. We all slept on the sidewalk. Yeah, well, I did. Wait, wait, wait. I did. Denny's, two thousand. Well, two thousand breakfast. So back in two thousand four, like yeah. <clears throat> we all did. Yeah, like did you actually even have a computer to register with? I no, mean, were no. those no, no, I things in. around in two thousand four? No, I went to Denny's for breakfast in Penticton. Then I then we drove over to the Big Peach. Then I walked into the tent and I said, "I'm going to sign up." And then she said, "Are you an athlete or a pro?" And I said, "No, I'm neither. I don't know where I'm going to sign up." I'm not an athlete or a pro. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Just sign me so, up. So, after you had signed up without having to sleep on the sidewalk, That's like correct. Leanne has, and I have, and Kevin Watt probably nobody has, had to, to. nobody had to. But who was the first Never. person, other than perhaps your husband, that you told that you had signed up for Iron Man again? Well, I never told anybody because my entourage was with me. I was just that important. Kevin Watt, you signed up. What year was your first Ironman race? 07. And 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary, yeah. the year if you paid huge amounts of money, you would get oh, VIP yes. seating and yeah. a special limited edition Ironman wetsuit, which I have from a friend. Mm -hmm. But when you hit pay, mm -hmm. who did you tell that you had entered? Speakerphone to my mom and dad. Uh, yeah. Speakerphone. Yeah, back in the they day. They had speakerphones back then? So back in the day of cordless, <laughs> uh, we just went to speakerphone. <laughs> I'd spent the last two years volunteering for the event uh, up in Karameas when it was still up in Penticton. It was uh, just something that I was destined to do, I think. And so pay. And, uh, and in fact, in 2007, we did use a a computer. A computer. We used a computer a to pay online. Computer. They had those. A personal yeah. computer? Yeah, it was attached to a fax, believe it or not, yeah, still. But anyways, yeah, it was my mom and dad's speakerphone. Leanne. I wasn't about to... Uh, I asked, actually, and it was my kids. Oh. So it wasn't about... Sounds like an interesting story. Yeah. Hmm. So I just said, you guys up for it because I'm doing this, you're doing it. And they said, yep, sign up, mom. That's kind of a neat segue because when you're signing up for the Iron Man or as Elise would say, Iron, Iron person, person race, um, you're not doing this thing by yourself. You're a person, you're surrounded by important people in your life, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, your employers, your friends, people in the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. And you're part of this huge community and you have to work within the limitations that you have as a professional person, uh, a mom, a dad, whatever the case may be, in order to make this fly for your first year. And if you ever, ever want to do it again, you have to make sure that you honor those people in that journey. Otherwise, you might not enjoy that journey to the finish line as much as you could if you don't honor those people who, who get you to that finish line, do that training, kind of pick up the slack from time to time. So that's, that's some good advice, I think, that Leanne has offered to Jen. I mean, we're not just Ironman triathletes with unlimited time. We have to parcel it out. We have to make some hard decisions. Some are funner than others. But uh, absolutely, that's, uh, that's great advice. And thank you, Leanne. We've got uh, 
one more question. We've got actually a couple, and here is Elise with one of those. Just to add what you said uh, earlier there, not only that, but you you can't abuse the people that help you either, because otherwise they're going to leave you on the side of the road like a dead raccoon. So on your day of the iron person, make sure you thank all your volunteers, all your family, blow them kisses, tell them you love them, and don't verbally abuse them. Just, Just saying. So the next question is, and of course I would ask this to Mr. Hines. What song would you want to hear at the start line mm. of an Iron Person? I have a, a, a funny story to tell, and it's not related to Steve King. Yeah. What? It's not a Steve King story, although he plays some, some really fine music at yes, the start line of many races. Um, I would have to say that Sean David is the go-to guy with this. Now, if you don't know Sean David in the world of triathlon, hold on because you're about to find out in the next 18 months. He's a person that's going to jump onto the triathlon scene, do his first triathlon, change a lot of people's conceptions of what triathlon is all about, how it can be done, and what a machine he's going to be on the bicycle. So Sean David was one of the volunteers one of the Iron Soul Army back in August. So as you know, Kevin Watt, because you were there through thick and thin, pretty and ugly and ugliest, but Sean David played this song during my Ultraman journey and also at the turnaround point in OK Falls for the Iron Soul. He was playing Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. So if I was to say what's going to get me in the zone to get through the swim and the rest of the day, I would say probably Sean David's favorite and my favorite too, Iron Maiden's got to be it, and the song is Run to the Hills. Okay, can you hum us a few bars? Because I don't know what that song is. Kevin Watt. One, two, three. Run to, to the hills. hills. Run, Run for your life. Yeah. Apologies to Bruce Dickinson. Ask this one to everybody here because, not that we're running out of time because this is a podcast. Jen, you have kind of new to this sport, but what was an embarrassing moment in the sport for you? Well, I guess this half... Iron Man. I got out of the water. I had, you know, I did every, um, I, when I checked my, you have to check your bike in the day before. And I, I knew where my bike was. It was pretty simple, you know, like it was right at the end of the change tent. And, um, I'd walked it probably five, six times and I still could not find my bike when I came out of the water. I just, I got, I got changed and everything, and I was running around. And even because I'm a slow swimmer, there it's not like there was thousands of bikes. There's, you know, there's not that many. I just could not find my bike. So I guess, yeah, I took probably an extra three minutes just trying. Seems to like around. a lifetime. I know. I just, <laughs> I, I guess because I'm new, that's probably the only thing I can think of but I was just I could not believe and I was getting frustrated because I'm like why I've walked this I knew to walk it I knew to like pace it out and I still could not find my bike finally I did <laughs> and then race brain. yeah race yeah. brain so Zach because you've already answered this question mm-hmm. super well I'd like you to ask everybody else on behalf of uh, yours truly oh um Leanne what was the most embarrassing moment you've ever had 
at a triathlon. God, there's like. There's lots. <laughs> really? You're well, just I mean, so I'm going to preface this because we've spoken so to so many people in the world of triathlon over the three years we've been doing the FitSpeak podcast. And two of the people who are absolutely shameless, Leanne and <laughs> Nathan Killam. There is nothing that Nathan Killam wouldn't do to give himself a legal edge in the sport of triathlon. And I've spoken with Leanne about taking that to the extreme and doing things that we maybe shouldn't mention on a family-based podcast <laughs> about things <laughs> on the run. Talking about urination? <laughs> Not only on the bike. I mean, that's a no-brainer, but on the run as well. But we know, oh, yes. we, we know this. We know this. This is a given. We've both done that. We're not guilty. We just, this, this is what we do. But <laughs> I've tried on the bike. Tried on the bike. Tell us about an embarrassing moment for yourself. And thank you, Zach. <laughs> well, if you're talking about peeing. <laughs> I'm talking about embarrassment. You can talk oh, okay. about peeing. Um, well, I pee when I run. Um, so, I mean, that's a given. I think that's what you were talking about. But that wasn't one of my embarrassing moments. One of my embarrassing <laughs> moments was when I had cleaned my goggles out with soap in Ironman Penticton <laughs> to make sure that they don't fog because oh, that was supposed to be... You know, thank you, Brad, for that, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, you put, you know, soap and you make sure that it doesn't steam your, your goggles. So I got kicked in the face like I always do. I now, was this that before happened. you went in the water or after? In through, through the swim. Oh, okay. I got kicked in the face. My goggles flew up. Water got in, slosh. And I had a whole bunch of soap in my goggles so I couldn't see. Like bubbles. Blinded by soap. Blinded by soap, yeah. How did you overcome that? this was that one of, of your... my fastest swims. Fastest swims? <laughs> yeah. And I got out of that water and I was like, couldn't see anything. Didn't even know where transition was. Couldn't even, yeah. And I was like, Visine, Visine. And this lady's like, I'm so sorry, but I can help you change. <laughs> and I was just like, it took me a while to be in transition. But yeah, my eyes were bloodshot red for... Yeah, it was and it was bad. Probably uh, dish soap, right? Dish soap. Oh yeah, yes. the best kind. I mean, that was the trend, right? Yeah. yeah. Get rid of the fog. Mm. You sure. put dish soap in your goggles. Did Why not? Up? Did the goggles fog up? Well, they got dish soap in them. So. But did they fog up? Well, oh, no, but her pupils they... did. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Watt, most embarrassing moment. Honestly, I can't think of any. Um, I can I can share a couple that I've seen in triathlon or I don't have any, you You're know, not running with boogers down your face. Or no, like not that? at all. Why do I have, do I have one? Um, I can, I can tell you a couple. One was, uh, I can't remember which triathlon it was, but I, I remember getting out onto the bike. I was out on the bike for about five minutes. Uh, there was still a lot of people around before one of the turns. Uh, take us to which specific race that was hoping you can remember. If not, we'll give you a pass. Considering your age. It, it could have been Asoyas or it could have been Oliver. I'm not sure. Uh, so we get out there. I'm riding and uh, I see a guy and I don't know why this happened, but he was riding and he had foam like dripping off the back of him. And I couldn't Ew. figure it out. But I think maybe what he had done is he had used chamois butter. And then after he gets out of the wetsuit and he's in his his uh, his kit his uh, tri shorts, 
I think maybe it foamed up inside of his shorts, <laughs> but it was pouring off the back of him, and it was. This is this is the first male who has a yeast infection during a triathlon. <laughs> I think I could have actually almost been mortified to see something like this, because it just was so bizarre to see. Was he wearing white. And uh, for the record, let's just get that one out there. <laughs> Triathletes, roadies, do not wear white cycling uh, bib shorts, anything. White tops aren't bad. But uh, And the other one was um, Sunrun. And I think this might have been about 97, maybe 96, maybe 98. Did they of. have the internet then? Uh I ran past a lady. She was wearing tights, but the tights only came down to her calves. And uh, unfortunately, I think maybe she had had uh, an accident. Yeah, she had a had a accident, and it had run down inside of her tights, and then was coming out. Yeah, I felt really bad for that or for her. I just you know so. I, I think white. that makes oh. an excellent segue. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Elise, most embarrassing moment in the sport? So my first race was a half iron, and uh, it was rough. I got a terrible Charlie horse in my calf within the first 2K of the run, and I limp-jogged the whole half iron. So I was a mess by the time I got to the finish line. I was really not feeling so well. And I wanted to barf and limp jog the whole way. So I get to the finish line and there's all these volunteers screaming at me. Like, give me your timing, Chip, and come running through and go this way and don't go that way and go this way and go that way. So what I did was I just stood there in front of this uh, banner that they're holding. And what you're supposed to do is run through it. But I was just so... Uh, so overwhelmed by all these people screaming at me that I just stood there. And then my brother-in-law made this comment about, see, look at that Elise. She doesn't even know what to do at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that man. was uh, 2000. That was 18 years ago. Well, uh, thank you very much. Um, so Jen, I hope you've learned a lot. You're going to be a, I'm hoping we haven't scared you off and you're going to become a regular <laughs> contributor to the FitSpeak podcast, letting our listeners know, especially those people who are contemplating doing a half Ironman race or a full Ironman race, uh, what the journey is going to be like, because it's going to be amazing. In the words of Bob Babbitt, who's written tremendous articles for Competitor Magazine and his own thing called Babbittville.com, uh, this experience will likely change your life. So best of luck. You're in good company. You've got good counsel. And we wish you nothing but uh, positive memories and best of luck for the upcoming eight or nine months. Thank you so much for taking the time and visiting with us. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to it and learning a lot from everyone. So I'm enjoying this so far. <laughs> Y'all going to thank us for that? And here's your FitSpeak 45 upcoming event schedule. Now that the mission pool is back in operation, so are the Masters swim workouts. Whether your goal is to improve your stroke, your fitness, or your social life, Coach Ryan has you covered. The swims are on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7.30 at the Mission Rec Center. Also in Mission, this time on land, it's the second annual Mission Half Marathon. 
This race is entirely off-road on the race course at the Mission Speedway. That means no hills and no getting lost. It's on October 27th. By the way, that's another Saturday race. Just Google Mission Half Marathon to sign up for that one. In Abbotsford, the Rainbow Run for Neurodiversity will be held on Saturday, October 13th at Mill Lake Park. Your cost to enter, $40, $25 if you're a youth. Google Rainbow Run Abbotsford for more details. Our friends at the Fraser Valley Trail Runners want to remind you of their second annual Valley Verticiller. It was such a success the first time out, they're adding another distance. This year you can choose from either the Red-Legged Frog which is their name for the 16-kilometer race, or you can choose the Mountain Beaver, which is their 25-kilometer challenge. The day of the race, another Saturday race, seems to be a trend, Saturday, October 20th, but you can sign up now and save some money. Go to valleyverticiller.com. That's valleyverticiller.com. Finally, just a reminder, if you have an event, whether that's a race, a clinic, a new fitness group, whatever the case may be, we want to hear about it. Leave us a comment on our FitSpeak homepage and we will be in touch with you. And that's your upcoming event schedule. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and insurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wentings in Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is Altegra. And also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multisport. With one-to-one consultations and regular progress assessments, we can offer you what the big guys can. Experience the TriJoy difference. Take your first step to the finish line by starting with TriJoy. Check the link at the bottom of this page to get things rolling. This week I'd like to thank our Ironman panelists, Elise Ree and Leanne Parker, and our guest Jen Burns, our Between the Ears writer and producer Zach Neufeld, and social media shoutouts and Instagram man Kevin Watt. Join us next time for the latest on fitness, wellness, and endurance sports on FitSpeed. I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>